Stay inspired on the go with Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast from internationally acclaimed executive coaches, authors and ministers, Albert and Comfort Okran. You will be inspired and challenged with strategies to consistently reach for new heights. And now, today's message by Reverend Albert Okran. Good evening and a warm welcome to Joy 99.7 FM and to another matriculation of Springboard, your virtual university. It's a beautiful Sunday evening and tonight, after an amazing time last week at the Festival of Ideas, what a moment, what a time, what an evening. We activate now Agenda 2025 because we are focusing on the next big CEOs and decision makers 10 years from now. And guess what? The preparation has already begun. This broadcast is put together by Legacy and Legacy, your preferred choice for world-class corporate training and your superstition joy 99.7 FM. Springboard is proudly sponsored by EcoBank, the Pan-African Bank. We are also privileged to enjoy media support from the Business and Financial Times and the Graphic Business as well as technology backing from Derry Dindad's team at Dream Mobile. My name is Albert Okran and I'm here with my virtual academic board comprising the Registrar Comfort along with Matthew Amos and Insurer. From now till you graduate at 8pm your personal value will shoot up. Springboard virtually connects a network of CEOs business executives corporate decision makers and the most influential emerging leaders every Sunday evening and we are on a journey of personal improvement. Our objective is very simple, to equip a new generation of African leaders and executives using the medium of human capital development. It's six minutes past the hour of seven. Let me just start by giving you some reminders about our commitments for the year 2015. This is a show that gives you, um, that keeps you in tune with the commitments we, we collectively made at the beginning of January. And it's going to continue all the way through till the end of the year. So for the benefit of those who may just have joined us the five commitments for the year 2015. Number one is to read a good book a month. And by the way, if you haven't read the book, The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari by Robin Sharma, find that book and read it. You will love it. It's about meaning, deeper meaning and purpose for life. The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari. You will love that book by Robin Sharma. Alright, so the second thing is to attend personal development interventions. And later in the show, I'll be telling you about an integrity seminar put together by Dr. Joyce Ayi that talks about your personal commitment to integrity and anti-corruption. It's this coming Wednesday at the Sun Lodge Hotel. That's the 19th of August. I'll tell you about it and I'll, I'll be speaking to her later in the show to give us some insights into that program. And so the second commitment is to attend personal development interventions. The third is to sign up to the SMS Academy. And the, the, the word today in our encyclopedia of thought is the word best, simply the word B-E-S-T, best. And so the message is to be obsessed with being the very best in your field. Find something you are passionate about and go all out to perfect that ability. I know what I'm good at. I know what, I, what I'm passionate about. But what do you love? What do you do best? I'll be finding out from my four guests in the studio very shortly what they are passionate about and what they do very well. The fourth is to prepare a 20-year personal development plan with an investment component and finally to deliberately build social equity. Make good friends and connect to value enhancers in your life. Now with eight days to go, all is set for Teampreneurship 2015 on Monday the 24th of August. Ahead of the action, I bring you four emerging leaders as they engage in a stimulating discussion or debate debate on the topic Africa's story is being misreported. 
true or false? What is your own opinion? The debates about Africa's story is being misreported. I'm joined tonight by Oreku, Nana, Sedinam, and Tonti. They'll tell me, they'll tell me what they think about Africa's story, whether it's actually being misreported or it's not being misreported. Oreku and Nana are arguing for the motion that our story is being misreported and in the opposite corner are Sedinam and Tonti who do not think that we are being misreported or is that their opinion? We'll find out where they stand on this thorny issue. But what is your own opinion? Send your opinion by WhatsApp on 024 and we will read your thoughts to the whole world. Let me listen to the program. I'll open the phone lines for you to call in and, and, and share your own thoughts about whether the African story is being misreported. And so the number to send your thoughts by WhatsApp, 024-9999-555. So let me turn to the studio where I have some wonderful teenagers in the studio and say good evening and welcome to Springboard. Come closer to your microphones. Welcome to Springboard. Thank you. Thank you. How's everything? It's Everything's okay. good. I'm, I'm very tense. I'm very, I'm very shy. But you, lo- you look very comfortable, so I think I'll be fine. Let's start with introductions here. So from my extreme left, your name? Um, I go by Oreku Nyamichi Ampofo. I'm a sophomore at HSC University College. And I'm passionate about football. I love to play the game. I love to analyze the game. Football is actually equal to me. All right. So yeah. you should have probably had, de- had a debate on football and and, <laughs> and 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 why Chelsea's first two two matches have been so so topsy turvy, or, or probably why Accra has been relegated. But that's for yeah. another debate. Yeah. And, and and next to you, um, I'm Nana Okran, and okay, I'm passionate about writing. Right. Nana is a blogger. She's passionate about writing. Next. I'm Selina Manyaso and I'm passionate about books. Mm, what about them? Reading, writing, selling? I think it will be reading and you know, just the reading. Books right. have a certain influence on me. Right. Sedinam. And then finally? I'm Tonte Kwisioso and I'm passionate about technology. What about it? Uh, mobile phones, anything current. Right. So, um, Nana and Reku, you are for the motion and said Nam and Tante, you are against the motion. Well, this is this is really kind of like a discussion debate. It's not a kind of debate that you score points and you fight and you are. No, no, this is just help us understand what you, your perspectives are because we are looking up to you as the next generation of African CEOs, Agenda 2025. When you sit in those boardrooms, what will be your perspective? So, while my guests settle down, if you have your own thoughts about this topic is Africa's is Africa's story being misreported? Just send it to us by WhatsApp zero two four nine 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 five five five. Let me first pay my respects to all panelists at the Festival of Ideas. Last Thursday night was an absolutely phenomenal experience at the Labadi Beach Hotel. Let me thank Kujo Henichi who led us on the way with 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 systemic integrity shared some absolutely amazing thoughts he was followed by lucy quist who spoke about standards and quality assurance and set the whole place on fire it was just it was just 
absolutely amazing. Kelly Gajapo spoke about corporate governance and he continued from where he left off last week, starting with the orange cellar and building it all the way to the corporate boardrooms. Dr. Joyce Ayi shared some very interesting thoughts about leadership by example and left many of the participants discussing her thoughts even after the conference was over. Kweku Beduadu opened up the fact that one person can destroy a whole organization and left some very thought-provoking, chilling discussions about the fact that you sometimes need to walk away from the biggest opportunity of your life because of ethical considerations. And that was very strong. And Dr. Mensotable, the keynote speaker, asked us to re-examine our cultural antecedents and ask ourselves, do we, are we wired? to make it to the very top or do we need to make some changes to the way we think and the way we translate our perceived friendliness into our business ethic those were very very interesting thoughts we'll find some time to bring you those thoughts in detail but tonight in the studio we jump from the active ceos to the emerging leaders and we want to find out from our leaders is it true that the african story is being misreported or not they will help us understand it because i have in the studio oreku Nana, Sedinam, and Tonti. Call a teenager to call a teenager to call a teenager. And if you're an adult listening, you'll be proud of what our young people are doing as they prepare to take up the reins of leadership 10 years from now. Or maybe they already are in charge and we didn't know. 16 minutes past the hour of 7 o'clock. This is Springboard, your virtual university. And as you probably know by now, Eight days from now, Teen Preneurship 2015 will open at the Usu Ebenezer Presby Hall. It's a days, it's a five-day event. It's a non-boarding event. That means that it's a it's a non-residential program of instruction for teenagers. We are bringing together about 500 teenagers. These are the future of Ghana and Africa. Bringing them together on a chosen theme for the year. We've done business plans in the past. We've done career planning. We've done several themes this year. Our focus is simply writing. Many CEOs complain that people come to their their companies with degrees and yet they cannot string together a few sentences without grammatical and other errors. We want to help them generally improve their writing, eliminate commonly made mistakes and step to the next level in their writing. The second, the second objective is to actually set them on their journey as authors. And for that reason, we are bringing together resource persons who are specialists in writing, various aspects of writing, editors, authors, bringing them together to help them navigate their way. And by the time they leave on Friday the 28th, they would have started their very first book and added one more layer to their careers. And so that's the plan for teenpreneurship. Ahead of that, we just want to have a debate tonight. The story of Africa in the in the media, in the international media, is 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 one of sometimes pride, sometimes anger. So sometimes I I recall being a being in a conference several years ago in the U.S. and hearing Wole Shoyinka in a colloquium. When he finished, I wanted to greet everybody there because I was so proud to be African. He held his own against the very best all over the world. A, a conference that had people like Walter Isaacson's people, the international gurus in the place, and Wole Shoyinka was absolutely on top but there have been times also when you just watch the news and you're like oh no not again same stories hunger deprivation war shameful stories you don't want to associate with is it the case that our story is being misreported or what they are reporting is the reality to help us understand it i have in the studio two people arguing for the motion and two people arguing against the motion Nana for the motion against the motion let's start and they're going to have a couple of minutes each 
starting with Oreco for the motion, followed by Sedinam against the motion, and then Nana for the motion, and Tonte will bring down the curtain on this very interesting discussion. Let's start with Oreco. Your thoughts on um, the African story is being misreported. You are speaking for the motion, and you have two minutes. You can go ahead. Okay. Thank you very much, Mr. Albert. Um, for quite some time now, there has been a little bit of a distorted image of Africa. And I think that it needs to be fixed. If we take a look at the British novelist Joseph Conrad, he wrote a novel in 1899 called The Heart of Darkness. Now, taking a look at this novel, he portrays Africa to be a place of calamity inhabited by subhumans. Now, to add to that, he also calls the people of Africa barbaric without a culture. Now, this is a man who came down to Congo and lived there for eight years. Now, he portrayed the whole of Africa based on what he saw in Congo. So, if if we are to break this down, I think it's quite unfair because um, Joseph Conrad comes to Congo and then describes the whole of Africa with his views on Congo. Now, I believe that his, his judgments are quite ethnocentric because um, let's, look at, let's look at it from this point of view. Africa is a continent and then I think it's quite limit, it's limited representation because, <coughs> because you cannot define the whole of Africa based on what you've just seen on Congo. So from that point of view, I think that is unfair because Africa is a continent, not a country. So I would like to say that based on what Joseph Conrad was saying, he misrepresented Africa because he didn't see what Africa holds. Africa holds potential. Africa holds great men and great people. But then this story was actually written in the 1890. Let's take, let's take it as the 1900s. And People didn't really know much about Africa. But then, if anyone wants to know about Africa, this novel was used as an encyclopedia. So, I want to know about Africa. And then I go to read this. And then this guy is saying that Africa is a place of calamity. So, that is what the people at that time saw Africa to be. Because they believed it. So, it has lived within that time frame up to the 21st century. And then people have not really experienced what Africa is. But then, are living on these views from the 1900s that Africa is a place of calamity, which I think is false. So, in conclusion, I think Africa is being misrepresented because if you look at Joseph Conrad's novel, he is basing the whole of Africa on his experience in Congo, which I think is false because Africa is a land of greatness and there is hope in Africa. Thank you. Thank you very much. And those are the thoughts of Oreku Nyamecha Ampofu, basing his thoughts on a particular work done by Joseph Conrad, which he thinks uh, predates the African reality because it was done a hundred years ago. Fast forward to 2015. Is that misrepresentation still going on? Let me swing over to those against the motion and bring on board Young Sedinam Anyaso. Sedinam, is the African story being misrepresented? What are your thoughts on, on Africa's reportage in the international media? I believe that the African story is indeed being is indeed not being misrepresented because people 
nowadays and it's been going on for years judge based on appearance and if anyone should come to a country in Africa and maybe see the place dirty filled with diseases and just appalling that person would automatically decide that that's how it is or that's how Africa is they would carry that message about and that would be the, their mindset for that particular country and in this case Africa as a whole and another thing is that we don't really boast the people that are trying to show that Africa has positive sides that are not, not only negative take Chimamanda Adichie do you know that she was one of Africa's leading contemporary literary voices or that half of her second novel won the covert orange prize majority of us do not know that because Africa is not patronizing the people that are sending a positive message about the good that we hold if we actually decide that okay you are good in terms of writing you are good you can actually send positive messages about Africa across the world because our appearance is very important. People don't really take time to look deep. They think more about what's on the surface. So if we are able to patronize the writers that are actually sending the good news out, it would really bring out the best in Africa. Right. Thank you very much. Said Nam thinks that our story is not being misreported. She thinks that what it is is what it is. We are seeing we are seeing the African story and if we would even patronize those who are sending out the good stories about Africa, there will be a multiplier effect and people will get to know the good that is in Africa. What are your own thoughts? Are you are you happy about what you see on Al Jazeera, CNN, BBC, Sky? And, and and if you don't like what you see, is it the reality that is being portrayed or you think that no, people deliberately go out of their way to showcase what is not nice about Africa? I'm going to open the phone lines later in the program for you to share your thoughts, but ahead of that you can send us your thoughts by WhatsApp 024-99-99555 Just send us your own perspectives Do you think our story is being misreported Or you think, hey, what people see is what they see And if we, want, we don't like what they see Then we might as well change what we do So that they will see what is good about us Let me bring on Anna to give us her own thoughts About the African story and its reportage And let's see whether arguing for the motion that we are being misreported, she can bring on a different perspective from Oreku. So Nana, it's over to you. Okay. <clears throat> so I believe that the African story is being misreported because in essence, news corporations will report what sells. As much as you would like wholesome news that focuses on both sides of a story, you rarely get that. And so international media would rather prefer, in my opinion, to report news that is sensational, that's talking about a war or that's talking about some sort of event that seems very horrific so that other people would, let's say, call a friend to tune in. And the more people that tune in, the, the, the more money they get. And so they focus on how can we make profits because at the end, they, um, a large majority of international media corporations are focused on profits. So as much as... so they they barely they barely report stories they barely do follow ups on positive african stories it's probably a one minute mention that oh this 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 is happening in let's say kenya but they can but an international news corporation can spend 10 minutes this cnn can spend 10 minutes or so describing kenya as a hotbed of terror because that's what captures people's attention 
if you see the titles Hotbed of Terror, you want to tune in as compared to, oh, Kenya is a new, let's say, for example, um, hub of Africa in electronics. That might not make you want to tune in. So as much as, so the news corporations play on people's emotions to make sure that, not necessarily to make sure, but they play on people's emotions to make sure that they make profit. Right. So they're not focused. Some news corporations are not necessarily focused on making sure that everybody hears the full story. They just want the story that benefits them. Right. 27 minutes past hour of, of, of 7 o'clock. And if you just tuned in, that was the voice of Nana Okran bringing her own perspective on the issue of reportage. And she says it is purely sensationalism. They just want to sell. And so they choose titles that people will listen to and they will get profit. So she thinks the profit motive overrides the need for balance. What is your own thoughts about the reportage of Africa in the, in the international media? Let me bring on Tonti who who is arguing against the motion that we are being misrepresented. Let's find out if we can get another angle to this very interesting story. And I'm going to be asking you questions about what you submitted because for each of you, the arguments that you make, I have questions that I would like to ask. Is it the case? Is it the responsibility of the media house to, for instance, present what is good about you or to present what they like? They call it editor's discretion. We'll come to that. But Tonti, you are arguing against the motion that we are being misrepresented. Your thoughts? Yeah, I think Africa is not being misrepresented because journalism, as Nana said, focuses on the bad. And the bad stuff is what sells. So this bad stuff is not really Africa-centric, but these are the stuff we get to hear. But I think Africa needs their own media houses, our own global media houses, like Al Jazeera does for the Arabs. That will showcase how good Africa is. There's a lot of innovation, development, there's a lot of good in Africa, but the thing is not being reported. And that's not actually... It's not only Africa. It's just good stuff doesn't sell. It's the sensational stuff that catches headlines. Thank you. Right. So, Tontis has a simple proposition. If you want to, your story to be told the way you like it, get your own media. When you get your own media, you will project your you will project your story the way you like. Until then, until you can own your own media or invest in your own media, you will sadly find out that others will tell your story and they will not necessarily tell it the way you like it. And so, these are the thoughts of my panelists, Oreku, um, Nana. Sedinam, Oriku Sedinam, Nana and Tonte in that order, bringing us their thoughts on the subject of his African story being misreported. I have a couple of questions for them and I'm going to run it by them just to get a sense of kind of follow up. What do they think? Um, and so let's start with you, Oriku. So your, 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 your thesis, your argument was premised largely on Joseph Conrad and yeah. um, a research done a hundred years ago. Let's find out. Today, would you say that misreportage or misrepresentation of Africa continues? Yeah, sort of. Because, um, funny enough, people still think Africa is a country and Africa is made up of animals. And I remember once in my text and meaning class in school, um, our lecturer showed us a picture and then we realized that there were several books written on Africa and what they all had in common was the sun setting trees a lion animals running and I'm like that's how they see Africa you cannot blame them so I think it actually still exists although it has gotten better due to some Africa is doing well some way but then I still think some of it is there yeah so I think it's still present yeah so the picture of trees and lions yeah. is very prevalent. Yeah. Let me come to you to you, Sednam. Um Sednam, you 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 felt that 
the the biggest challenge with Africa's um, story is the fact that we do not even ourselves show an appetite for the things that project the best of us. Have you read um, is it Chimamanda? What's her name? Chimamanda Adichie. Chimamanda Adichie. Have you read? Uh, she wrote a book about the Yellow Sun. Is it? Half of the Yellow Sun. Half of the. Have you have you read any of her books yourself? No, not really. Right. But which African writer do you read? Oh, the only one I've read is Chinua Abichim. Chinua Achebe. Achebe. Right. That's things fall apart. Things fall apart. Was it a literature book or you read it? Uh, it was of your own literature. Right. <laughs> so, so, so your next assignment is to yourself start reading African literature. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Now, 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 you argue that you argue that, hey, this is just pure sensationalism. What sells? But it, it, I mean, it's not it's it's not peculiar to to to, to Africa, is it? It's it isn't. What you're saying is true. However, with the countries that so say so, if you have, uh, let's say. A British company reporting good stuff about Britain, then although there might be negative stuff in the news, that's not all you're hearing. But if you have the largest corporations, the ones that have the most airtime, the ones that reach the most people saying the worst things, although there are people saying good things, you never hear them as much as you should or could. So it's not a matter of... So technically there is... Tech, every every country gets negative no, every continent gets negative. Press. Press. Right. But it's not. You think Africa it, is a, a, it can a, a, a it's balanced end. out. Right. Yes. All right. Tonte, you have a very simple prescription. Just buy your own your own <laughs> own your own media and tell your own story. It reminds me of my friend Anand Sakal. He has a very nice saying about that. Yes. Until until the the lion tells his oh. own story, the the the, the tales always glorify the hunter. Do you think that it's just a simp- a simple matter of we not? Are you planning to invest in media yourself to own your own media? Big time media. No, not really. <laughs> All right. So the prescriptions that you are giving, you are not interested ourselves. No, but I'll say, you mentioned that you went to a seminar uh, with uh, what, uh, Professor Wallace. A colloquium in which yeah. Wallace Inca featured, yes. And um, I think Africa needs more people like that presently. People who champion Africa. People are going to showcase the good in Africa. That's what I, was, that's what I meant. Not we, have, we, have, we have so many of them, the Kofi Annans, the people who have been, been it, seen it, done it at the very highest level. And yet, if you take the typical news story about Africa, probably seven out of eight will be about something <laughs> very derogatory. Isn't it the case? Yeah, that's why, as I said, we should find a way to get our own Al Jazeera, something that would promote the good in Africa. Al Africa. Yeah. <laughs> right. If I go on this break, let me ask you. Let me ask you a plain question. What is reported? Is it the truth? Or is but it the truth? Well, uh, the truth is relative. What, what I feel they do is exaggerate the truth because are, I, are the footage is incorrect. No. They they are correct, but then it's like uh, it will be okay. Let me take it from this angle. If if I bring um, someone to you and I describe the person using just bad adjectives, but then the person has more good to him, him or herself, you wouldn't see that person to be good. Although although Africa has its bad moments, I feel that there are also good things that Africa has achieved that should be projected too. But then, as she said, seven out of eight times is usually the bad things being presented about Africa. And I think that is quite unfair. Right. Your your views are mirrored by Joy 
listening from China. She says, I just tuned in and from my observations on CCTV, nothing good is shown about Africa. Sometimes I ask myself, are these things being telecast real? Things I can't describe. And I'm not I'm not surprised a Chinese man as the friend. So do you people sleep on trees? Okay, so that's that's about a bit like Oracle's <laughs> Oracle's trees and lion sunset <laughs> sunset story. Also, also, in your opinion, is the African story being misrepresented? What are your perspectives about the way forward? How do we ensure that when you sit in that international lounge in the airport and and the stories about Africa are being told, you can be proud to be African and everyone everyone will ask you for an autograph instead of the times when you just turn your face towards the world because the reportage is so bad. What can we do? What can we do to change the status quo going forward? Share your thoughts with us. The number to call zero three zero two two one six five four one. You can call now and let's get it going. It's 18 minutes to the hour of 8 o'clock and it's a road to that experience you will never forget. If you are a teenager and you have not as yet registered for Teen Preneurship 2015, the number to call to register at all times is 024 But tonight I'm asking you, what is your opinion about the reportage of Africa? Do you feel angry sometimes and does it stop at anger or you have some ideas about how we can turn things around and let others enjoy the African story? Hello, good evening. Hi, good evening. My name is Prince. I'm calling from Latuan. Did you say Prince? Yes, sir. Calling from? Um, I'm calling from Dantuman. Hey, Prince, go ahead with your thoughts about... Do you think the African story is being misreported? I don't think so because, you know, if Kwame Nkrumah is being uh, properly, uh, you know, uh, reported as being uh, an icon in Nelson Mandela and the life of other people, I think it's it's it just it justifies the fact that it's not been misrepresented. But then we have a problem as Africans as well. You know, I believe so. So there's a little comment I want to give on this. So, so your 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 submission will be that if you put on the news and we see what we see, then that's the reality of Africa. In some cases, yes. I that is my belief because you know if uh, there are reports that Kwame Nkrumah and the likes Nelson Mandela's and then we give good reports on, about them and then I think of course they, it's also true that the wars are happening as a result of Africans selling their own people it's only an animal when gets hungry has to chew its own <laughs> its son or its <laughs> you know so I think it's, it's equally true you know both ways so I just believe it's an African problem that the, the the greediness is also part of all that is happening. Everybody wants everything. Well, thank you very much. A, a bit brutal at some point, but I get, I get your, your point is made. Zero three zero two two one six five four one. When you see migrants falling into the sea and dying, how does it make you feel? Is, is it a reality of Africa, or, or or you think we are being misreported? Zero three zero two two one six five four one. How can we change the story as it appears in the international media? How can we ensure that when you put on or you are sitting in a lounge somewhere and the television comes on and it's an African story, you will smile? Sometimes, um, let me let me come to Young Sednam. Sednam was in the, at the Model UN, representing representing what country did you represent? Malta. Malta, and you were you were you were there with people from other countries. Did they have? Did, did, were they surprised? Did they ask you about whether you live on trees? 
like at least those people because of the model UN they actually have a little bit understanding that we are not hold it there. I, have a, I have a caller let me just get some perspective hello good evening yeah good evening y- your name where are you calling I, from please my name is David I'm calling from Kolebu David from Kolebu do you think we are yeah. being misrepresented yes uh, not not really but I think uh, it's, it's, it's by ourselves <laughs> because when the when Africa, we are, uh, the world is looking forward to us, whatever we can bring up, so that they will showcase it to the public. But when every day the things keep, the bad things are happening, they don't have anything to broker, rather than to broker the bad things. But if, I think that limit that we got to, when we, we change our attitude and then we start doing the right thing, they also see that, no, these people have changed. And they, they have to check that reportage to the uh, the good things. I think that's the, the the reality. The stage in which we are have to change. If you didn't change or if it hasn't changed, that's where the, the people will think of us being animals running in the bush and whatever, staying on the trees. But if our attitude has changed to a level that we can understand ourselves and then behave rightly, I think they also change their mind of reportaging and then give the right into the world. Thank you very much. I can tell you that half the people in the studio were nodding their head when you were talking. The other half were shaking their head. I don't know why, but it's a reflection of the divided opinion in the studio about a reportage of Africa. What is your own opinion? Do you think Afri- the African story is being misreported? Or you think that, hey, we need to back up so that when people come, there will be little, little evil to report. And there will be so much good they can't help but to publish it. I think I have another call on the line. Hello, good evening. I'm calling from Tishi. Y- your name, please. Mauko. Malco, do you think the African story is being misreported? Not at all. Is there a time no. when you look at, 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 the, at, the, at the, the television, the radio, or you listen to the radio, or some magazine, and you felt proud to be African? The things that you find in the Ghanaian media are the same thing that are put out there. Oh, you think I what is out there is a reflection of what is in the Ghanaian media? Yes, yes. Wow. Because when you look at uh, there is there is a picture about... Uh, the, the beach of plastic robbers whatever and that is the reality and it goes into the international media and that is they say that is africa africa is that yeah it is true the picture is coming from ghana right wow thank you Marco. Marco has a very simple prescription he says that everything that is reported internationally starts being reported from here and they pick it from here and they have no choice but to broadcast it to the whole world what is your own opinion 030-221-6541 is the African story being misrepresented two of my guests say we are being absolutely misrepresented based either on perceptions formed a hundred years ago or based on the quest for sensationalism the, the the school against the motion says hey we ourselves don't patronize our own good reports and one person says listen just own your own media and tell your own story but Marco is saying that even the media we have we used to report robbers on the beach let's find out some other perspectives hello good evening good evening your name where are you calling from i am farid from Legon. did you say farid yeah, Farid from University of Ghana. Farid, tell me, do you think we are reporting Africa well? Or Africa is being reported well in the international press? Well, I'll take it from where Nana and Sakwao said. Uh, until the lions become their own historians, the tales of hunting would always glorify the hunter. And in that sense, or in that regard, it simply tells us that since we are not taking up 
the duty of reporting about Africa ourselves, we have allowed others to do that for us. And the fact is, Africa is just not producing enough for the world to report. We are not giving the world enough good about us. It's true that we have individual brilliance like Kwame Nkrumah, uh, Kofi Annan, and all that. But as a group, Africa has not made a formidable impact on the international world. And so, so we do that, we can't say we are misreporting us. We have to report what is good about Africa ourselves. Thank you. Thank you very much. And what a way to sum it up. We should make a formidable impact on the international scene. And then when we finish making that impact, or when we are on our way making that impact, we should also be bold and courageous to tell our story well. And when that happens, others will have absolutely no no option but also to report Africa well. Let me celebrate my four my four panelists in the studio, Ore Kunyamichampofu, Sedinam Anyaso, Nano Kran, and Tante Usu. For bringing perspectives on this subject, let me present them with prizes. Uh, Matthew, do the presentation for me. Let's clap, 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 clap. Thank you very much. And so, if you have a teenager at home, this is this is exactly what we will be coming together to do: bringing them together to share ideas and thoughts, and preparing them for careers, and then also for an additional career as an author. Every one of the participants in the conference next week will get to actually start their first book. Imagine if out of the 500 of them, if they start their first book during the conference and even a 100 go on to publish those books. Absolutely, we will have several African authors who will tell our story the way it should be told, not the way someone else tells it and we have no complaints when we come back next time to talk about the reportage of Africa let me go over to Dr. Joyce Ayi who is talking about integrity and our contribution and she's having a conference on Wednesday, coming Wednesday to talk about your own contribution to integrity and um, anti-corruption and, she, and, and I like the part that she talks about when she talks about leadership by example or your own personal example her argument is very simple Hey, you can never talk about these things and point to others when you yourself have not set the pace with your personal example and she's challenging us to live the life first and make sure that in our own workplaces we are examples before we can go on to challenge the whole world. Dr. Joyce, I will be on after I get my concluding thoughts, starting with Oreku. Okay. okay. Um, so Half a minute. Okay. So, as, as we've said already, um, it's never too late to revive Africa's image. What I think has happened is that these books that have portrayed Africa as a doomed continent have actually made it into the literary canon. So, it's 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 created a single story about Africa that nothing. What, what are you going to write on concerning the continent? What was what was your first book you're going to write after the conference? I cannot be that specific, but I know it'll be on sports, preferably hey, football. Football. I think football in Africa is great. Right. Let's talk about. Maybe that would be a nice way to. It's been a good ambassador actually. Football has been a good a good story about Africa. Many people got to know about Africa through the World Cup. So maybe you're right. Um, Let's go on to Sedinam. Sedinam. What are, what are you thinking about writing on after the team conference? Is it going to be a novel? Is it going to be about a personal experience or poetry or drama or what? 
Um, I've not really sat down to think about. By it. the time you finish day one, you would have made up your mind. Yes. No, no, you already a blogger. Are you going to add on something else? Um, I've been trying to look into fiction, so to see realistic urban Ghanaian stories that you can tell that are that portray the life of an average Ghanaian. Right. So fiction is on the way. Tonti, what, what will you do? ICT? Yeah, I'm an app developer. Technology. I'm an app developer. So right now I'm going to I'm going to create an app that will showcase it was going to showcase news articles from blogs. It's going to put them all together into one place so that people all over the world can download and read about all the innovation happening in Africa. You are the future and Agenda 2025 is solidly on course. Let me go over to Dr. Joyce Ayi and get some thoughts about the the current reality and how we can come together to fight corruption and and set an example as leaders in our own fields. Good evening, Dr. Joyce Ayi. Good evening, Reverend Okran. And how are you this evening? Excellent. And you? Uh, I am too. Excellent. And thank you for the for Thursday evening. It was absolutely wonderful. Several participants were were discussing the some of the thoughts that were shared, the thought provoking presentations way after the show. I mean, after the conference, I was seeing people off and and they kept repeating and and some of the thoughts that you shared were were Amen. on the lips of some of the participants. And I was very excited that we had chosen themes that people could relate to on a day to day basis. Amen. Amen. Right. Amen. So, so you want to follow on from there? You you spoke about leadership by example, and you want to take yeah. it to the next level. Coming Wednesday at the at the Sun Lodge Hotel. Hotel. So tell yes. us, um, I know that the speakers are yourself, Manasseh, um, Dr. Isi Ansan, and Kelly Gajekpo. What exactly should um, participants expect from the conference? What you're going to get are realistic of dealing with anti-corruption and being transparent in everything you do. You know, most of the time we think structures don't make it easy for us to uh, take decisions that we know are right. Sometimes we think the environment is so hostile, but we're going to listen to people who are living in these same hostile environments, but have decided that the right thing is to be transparent in everything you do. It comes at a cost. But eventually, they will let us know that the cost is not as high as we think. And we can actually take the right decision and even help our organizations and ourselves, little by little. What category of people are you expecting to be in the conference? Actually, we've, we've let, made it open. We're hoping that young, up-and-coming leaders will be there. We're expecting that people who are in the, in the middle of their careers will also be there. And we're hoping that Older people will come just for the sake of sharing experiences because we want to make it as interactive as possible. Right. Just like you did the last time, you know, get a lot of questions and and answers for maybe uh, 40 minutes and then another 40 minutes for discussions. Talking about time, um, is running from, is the whole event? It is from 8.30 to 4.30. Right. And, And the date is coming Wednesday. Coming Wednesday, nineteenth August. All right. So, what is there a number people can call for further information, for participation, and all yes. other details about the program? Do you have the number? Yes. The number people can call. It's zero two six. Yeah. Eight one three. Right. 
0618130615 is that the number? Yes, yes, that is the number. Right. So we will put it Thank as well you. on our Facebook page, and we that wish you the be very wonderful. Best. Before you go to Thank Dr. Tayo, what would constitute? What will give you a smile on your face on Wednesday evening? What will constitute success for you? Uh, what will make the biggest smile on my face is when all of us there decide. You know, sort of, we, we, we are going to uh, give out slips of paper so that people will decide whether they personally want to commit to transparency and anti-corruption. Because we'll take it up from there and we'll try and see how we can follow up and strengthen one another to make the difference that we're looking for. You use the words RR on, on, on Thursday. Dom, yes, RR. You want to leave us a with that quiet, one? Quiet, righteousness, Revolution. Wow. Gentle but powerful. Thank you very much. Righteousness revolution. Thank you very much. Thank you very thank much, Dr. I enjoy your evening and thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Right. All right. She's calling for a righteousness revolution, a, a, a commitment for individuals to decide that in my own small corner, I will make a difference. And it starts with me. Once I am right, everything else around me can be correct. Tonight, I've had the privilege of talking to Uri Kwampofu, Nanokran, Sedinam, Anyaso, and Tante Usu. They've been giving me various perspectives about the reportage of Africa. I'll bring them back a year from now and find out whether between the, between the time when we spoke and now, anything has changed. And I wish them well. I wish you all very well as you pursue your careers and I, I look forward to seeing you at Team Prudential 2015 and very importantly by the time you finish day one you should have written the title of your very first book let me say good evening to everyone who listened to us tonight God bless you God bless you and God bless you good night thank you for listening to Springboard Zone an inspirational podcast by Albert and Comfort Okran like our Facebook and Twitter pages at Albert N E Okran and Comfort Okran A for free resources and information about our itinerary, conferences, and media broadcast. For speaking appointments, email albert.okran at icloud.com or SMS or WhatsApp us on plus 233-2499-900. You may also subscribe to www.albertokran.com, amazon.com, or your favorite online bookstore for copies of our inspirational books and audiovisual materials. Until we come your way again, always remember, you are blessed indeed. Oh,